Hello and welcome to the Otter Podcast. I'm your host, Madison Page, and today we are turning our faces skyward to watch a series of glowing lights traverse the sky in Arizona. Are these strange orbs visitors from other planets? Simply an unscheduled air show from a local Air Force base? What did thousands of people see above their heads in 1997? Be prepared to see and not believe, and let's go! Well, 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 if it isn't my lovely otters, how is everyone doing today? Have we all taken our final bows and gathered the throne roses? Did we all enjoy our last episode about entertainers who died mid-act? I sure hope so. If you really enjoyed it, or if you didn't, please leave a rating or review. They really do help. For the returning listeners, welcome back. And for the new listeners, welcome, welcome to the Otter Podcast, where we are a trail mix of all things unknown, unsolved, and just plain odd. And if you have an idea for an episode you think would be fun, good news, I do listener requests. So if you want your own personalized episode, you can send me an email at theotterpod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you and know what you want to hear from me. Small announcement, there will be a slight transition of posting time for The Otter. So if you didn't know, The Otter typically publishes at 6am on Thursdays most of the time. However, due to some changes in the editing process, The Otter will now be publishing at 6pm on Thursdays. I apologize for anyone who is uh, not a big fan of the changes, but... Um, This is just something we've unfortunately had to um, do. It's not a guaranteed permanent change, but for the meantime, you may notice later posting times. We do have a really fun episode for you guys today. I sure hope most of you um, have heard either through those few responsible ones who watch the news or the rest of us who get it via memes on TikTok like myself that aliens are real and the U.S. have been trying to capture and replicate their technology for years. And upon hearing the news, we all collectively sipped our coffee and responded, neat. Let's be honest, COVID changed all of us. After being locked in our homes and living under the shadow of possible death and the loss of every structure we had ever known, we were then pushed back out and told to shut up and buck up and get the economy back up and running. At this point, unless the otherworldly visitors are paying my bills or taking over the government, you're going to have to lay a lot more at our feet to make us stumble. But since the government wants to rip open this curtain, I say we might as well have a little fun with it and talk about one of the best known instances of mass UFO sightings in the US. Today on The Otter, we are talking about the Phoenix Lights, a phenomenon that still has no definitive answer after over 25 years. On July 26, 2023, Major David Grush, a retired Air Force intelligence officer, stood before Congress and testified that the U.S. had a secret program to retrieve crash-landed UAPs and any occupants inside before attempting to reverse-engineer their technology to use. UAP stands for Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, which I guess sounds a little more official than UFOs, but it means the same thing. Grush reported that in 2019, he was tasked by the head of the UAP government task force to identify all highly classified programs that could relate to the possibilities of aliens and their spacecraft. When asked directly if the government knew of extraterrestrial life, Grush reported that the U.S. had likely been aware of it and actively going after it since the 1930s. 
Now, of course, the Pentagon has denied everything, and aside from his testimony, Grush has little actual evidence of his claims. But if the hopes were for a wide wave of shock through the American people, all parties were sorely disappointed. Quickly becoming little more than joke fodder, Americans reacted to the news of alien life being real with the internet equivalent of finger guns. Because the American people do not need the government to confirm or deny the existence of something for it to be widely believed. Especially since the American people have been dealing with UFO interactions for years. Take for instance one of the most well-noted instances of a UFO or UAP taking a scenic drive through a neighborhood, the famed Phoenix Lights incident. On March 13, 1997, between the hours of 7.30pm and 10.30pm, call lines for emergency services became flooded with reports from thousands of people who all witnessed a series of lights in the sky. Witness reports varied, but all reported similar descriptions of a cluster of reddish-orange lights in a V or triangle shape starting in Henderson, Nevada, before traveling over 300 miles through Phoenix and disappearing over the edge of Tucson. These lights were reported to be at varying heights, with some people saying the cluster was so close to the rooftops of their buildings that they could have thrown rocks and hit it. Some felt they could have even reached up and touched it. Dr. Lynn Kate was one of, the most, one of the foremost specialists on the Phoenix Lights incident and was present for it. Dr. Kate reported that she first saw the lights on January 22, 1997. While home with her husband, she looked out on her view of the Phoenix cityscape before realizing that she could see three amber orbs. The orbs were sitting in a straight line and were visible for mere moments before disappearing. The next day, she once again spotted the lights. This time they were lower and in front of South Mountain, where a local Air Force base was. Initially, there were only the three, until suddenly six more appeared floating above them. Dr. Kate rushed to her camera and managed to capture a picture of the lights shortly before they disappeared. The next day, she set out to try to understand what she had seen. Reaching out to local law enforcement agencies, however, got her nowhere. She was told by both emergency services and Luke Air Force Base that not only had nobody else reported it, but that they were in no way involved. Dr. Kate then got the idea to reach out to the Sky Harbor Airport. She got in contact with an air traffic controller who was on shift during the time when the lights were visible. He responded that he had in fact also seen something. He told Dr. Kate that he had witnessed six strange floating lights, but when he checked the radar, they did not show up on any official measuring system. He also reported that they were like nothing he had ever seen, and he had no idea what they were. With no other avenue open to her, she had the picture printed and placed it on her mantle, hoping to see the lights again someday. This wish would come true on March 13, 1997, but this time she would not be the only one to notice. That night, the lights would be witnessed by over 10,000 people from all walks of life. Nurses, police officers, artists, as well as Air Force and Navy all recalled seeing the strange hovering orbs. Witnesses described the lights as contained. They said they did not show down like spotlights or flame like rocket launchers, but seemed to just be an eerie round glow. They moved slowly and continually, never slowing or speeding up as they crossed over Phoenix. 
These people also reported not feeling afraid or upset by the lights. Many stated they just felt in awe of them, like they were seeing something truly special. Many took pictures or captured video of the craft and I will post them on the socials. People also reported that the spacecraft was eerily silent. There was no hum from an engine or sound of propellers. The lights were silent as they moved. Soon calls were flooding into 911 centers all asking about what the lights could be. What could be piloting the craft with the glowing amber lights as it floats down I-17? Officials will tell you, nothing. The next morning, people were clamoring for some kind of explanation, demanding the local government tell them what they saw. And the government just shrugged. 911 operators reported the number of calls made was later downplayed by the media. The governor refused to make a statement, and if you spoke up, you would be lambasted. Take Frances Barwood, for example. Barwood was a local councilwoman who was asked about the lights on her way to a meeting with the rest of the officials. When she then brought it up, she recounted being stared at and ignored. Later, she was told by a colleague that the mayor's office did not want them talking about it, as they didn't want to make a statement. Barwood would push for answers, leading to her being mocked and maltreated by the media. The governor would later go on air, claiming he had solved the issue and caught the culprit before bringing out a staff member dressed as an alien and laughing at the joke. The citizens didn't find this nearly as funny. So what were those lights? Some key factors to note from witnesses. At the time of this incident, there was no known aircraft that could move silently or at that speed. Pilots who witnessed the lights stated nobody would fly in a V-shaped pattern in the dark with no navigation lights. Also, the reason so many people were out at this time to see the craft was actually due to a comet. The Hale-Bopp comet became bright enough to be visible to the naked eye in 1997 and was flying over the Phoenix area in March of that year. While many people had taken to attempting to spy it in the clear sky, they instead saw a triangle of extraterrestrial lights. So theory number one, the flares. The flares, the flares! If they don't say weather balloon, they say it was flares, the government's favorite UFO explanation. Officially, they would state that the lights were a flare drop exercise done by different A-10 jets from the Maryland Air National Guard as part of something called Operation Snowbird. It is explained that the U.S. Air Force was conducting exercises with slow-falling, long-burning LUU-2B-B illumination flares dropped by a flight of four jets in Pima County, Arizona. They claim the flares would have been visible from Phoenix and would have appeared to hover due to rising heat from the burning end of the flare creating a balloon effect on its parachute. The flares would have then appeared to disappear behind the Sierra Estrella mountain range. A pilot would even come forward named Lieutenant Colonel Ed Jones to claim that he flew one of the jets in that formation. The problem with that is, is that he didn't state that until 2007 in response to a media inquiry. People have also argued that flares do not move in the same way the lights reported to. Flares fall in a downward motion and tend to flicker and smoke. The orbs floated in a horizontal direction evenly and consistently over several miles and did not flicker or leave a trail. Pilots and Air Force members have dismissed the flares theory in the past. Theory number two, Operation Snowbird. So while the Flares theory fits into Operation Snowbird, there is also a secondary component. 
Most current news sources claim the Phoenix Lights was actually two separate incidents that occurred at the same time. While the theory claims that the glowing orbs were the result of flares, it also stipulates that the triangle aircraft seen by witnesses was actually five different A-10 jets flying in a pre-assigned formation and path and following what was known as visual flight rules. Visual flight rules, or VFR, are the set of regulations that determine when it is safe to fly without instruments. This states that the pilots must be easily able to see outside the cockpit in clear and open weather. VFR is generally not allowed under nightfall except in some countries. The United States is not one of these countries. However, the Federal Aviation Administration which monitors this does not apply to military aircraft, so theoretically an A-10 formation without lights could have been flying over Phoenix. The argument against this theory is the lack of noise and lack of visible aircraft. Witnesses claim the lights made no sound. While stealth planes can avoid radar detection, they are not silent, and the hum of an engine would have been present. Also, none of the original reports mentioned that the lights were from jets, or even that there was a sight of a separated aircraft. And given that several people reported the lights were so close they could hit it with rocks or touch it with their hands, they would have seen a jet. Theory number three, aliens. There you go, aliens. An alien spacecraft flew over the city of Phoenix, either for business or pleasure. Hurt nobody, took nothing, and didn't leave a mess behind. Given the recent info release from Major David Grush, this is actually just as logical as any other theory. Maybe our otherworldly counterparts just came by for a visit. The Phoenix lights were even witnessed by a celebrity. Kurt Russell, known for his roles in The Thing, Tombstone, and Guardians of the Galaxy, claimed to have been a witness to the incident. Russell reported that he was flying his private plane into Phoenix when he also witnessed the slowly moving glowing amber orbs. He reported the lights to the control tower of the Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport but was told by the tower that their instruments didn't show anything like that in the sky. Russell then responded, quote, Okay, I'm going to declare it's unidentified, it's flying, and it's six objects. Russell then flew back to Los Angeles and quickly forgot the interaction until two years later when he and his wife watched a documentary on the Phoenix Lights and Russell connected the two. Five Symington, the governor who unmasked his colleague on television in an extraterrestrial joke, would later come forward to claim he had also witnessed the incident. He talked to the Daily Courier and stated, quote, I'm a pilot, and I know just about every machine that flies. It was bigger than anything I'd ever seen. It remains a great mystery. He also dismissed the flares theory because he stated it was too symmetrical. When asked why, as a witness, he had dismissed the claims at the time, he stated that he felt he couldn't allow public panic and fear by confirming the events, so he played them off as a hoax. He has since been very vocal in support of a further investigation into the lights. Although many explanations have been offered, most people still consider the Phoenix Lights an unknown phenomenon. The lights have appeared in several movies, stories, and conspiracy theories over the years, including several horror movies such as The Phoenix Incident, Phoenix Forgotten, and Night Skies. Dr. Lynn Kate produced her own documentary on her experience called The Phoenix Lights, We Are Not Alone which you can find online for free, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So what is the truth about the Phoenix Lights? Like most things, we will likely never know. 
unless the ship and its occupants come back to talk to us themselves. Like most incidents of alien interactions though, it's still comforting in its own way that maybe we aren't alone. Maybe something else is just as curious about us as we are about them. Maybe they will come back. Or maybe they're already here, hiding among us. Well, that's all for this episode. So what do you think? Was it aliens? Was it just jet planes and flares? What really happened in Phoenix? Let us know what you think on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and leave a review. The OtterPod is also on TikTok. Come follow us there. Have a suggestion for a show? Send me an email at theotterpod at gmail.com with your request and whether you'd like me to mention your name, your alias, or nothing at all. Remember, this is the otter side, so give me something cool, creepy, and confusing to deep dive for you. If you liked the show, leave us a review. They really help. I personally welcome our possible alien overlords. The Otter Podcast posts every other Thursday. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time on The Otter Side. <laughs>